Merry Christmas, boys and girls. Merry Christmas. Hold it, Chris. We can't say Christmas anymore, remember? It's too religion-specific, so... Huh? What the fuck are you talking about? It's Christmas, for Christ's sakes. That's just the way it is now, sweetie. Christians don't have a monopoly on Christmas or religion. And boys and girls across the world have different religious beliefs. So we can't exclude them. You have to get with the times, darling. Besides, from a straight economic standpoint, Santa Claus simply can't afford to offend people these days. Okay? Fucking Amazon. <sighs> okay, you're right, my dear. You're right. <clears throat> seasons, uh, seasons greetings, boys and girls. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. Yeah. That's better. This is Fusebox 134, Yuletide Carol, and that means Mark and Milt are in Sweden getting their annual blood transfusions to offset all the chemical damage they've done to themselves this past year. So, once again, you'll all be subjected to a clip show. But to make this year's holiday show seem less like an audio enema, Santa Claus has a special surprise for both of you Fusebox listeners out there. Santa will perform an adapted version of the 12 Days of Christmas. So take it away, Santa. Take it far, far away. Thank you, my dear. And maybe hold off on the vodka till after the show, huh? And back off, Chubbs. Right. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a gigantic heart-shaped ticky. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two blowjobs and a gigantic heart-shaped ticky. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French whores, two blowjobs, and a gigantic heart-shaped ticky. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true Shit. love gave... <laughs> hey, we're out of ice. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, my true love gave to me four cat nines three French whores, two blowjobs, and a gigantic heart-shaped icky. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden showers. Four catamines, three French whores, two blowjobs, and a gigantic heart-shaped icky. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six feet of rope, five golden showers. Oh, sweet Jesus in heaven. Darling, we're out of ice. Just cut to the end. Right, uh... On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Nine trannies dancing, eight slaves for spanking Seven anal beads, six feet of rope Five golden showers Four cat nines three French whores Two blowjobs and a gigantic heart-shaped hickey
Phantom Fuse Box number 123. Fire in the hole. So, did you have a good fourth? I'm still working on it. <laughs> but decent. I think I'd better go light now, though, because uh, I'm starting to hear colors. <laughs> no, I mean... Drinking on the job is definitely a perk, though, bro. Gotta say. Hey, uh, can I hit you off in there? Give me ten minutes and I'll uh, tell you how my fifth was. <laughs> I meant, how was your fourth of July? You know, the fourth. Independence Day, you know? Getting hammered, blowing shit up till 3 a.m., losing a couple of thumbs in the process, <laughs> maybe firing off live rounds into the air and calling it patriotism. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Yeah, something like that, yeah, huh? Dude, I gotta tell you. Celebrating the 4th of July, drinking myself stupid, and blowing 500 bucks on fireworks that only serve to scare the shit out of defenseless animals lost its limited charm when I was about 12 goddamn years old. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> I'm a grown-ass man. I, I can drink myself stupid. Without the other horse shit that goes along with the fucking 4th of July and the perversion of it by inbred, mouth-breathing morons <laughs> who think lighting off sticks of dynamite makes them a patriot. <laughs> well, actually, I agree with pretty much everything you just said, especially the defenseless animals. I mean, the noise drives most dogs and cats absolutely insane. Uh, well, you know what, though? Eco and Milo, uh, our uh, Japanese uh, pocket squirrels here, our mascots on Fusebox, they're not particularly sensitive to that racket. As a matter of fact, I think that both of them, they just slept through most of it. Well, uh, come to think of it, Milo uh, did actually get up once in the night. To grab a beer? Oh, yes, It's so lifelike, isn't it? From number 122, Divine Contempt. So here's the thing. No, no, not, not, not that thing. This thing, this thing. Sorry, <laughs> jump the gun. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> it's coming, I promise, really. Okay, so, friends, unless you are um, one of the fabled, quote, influencers of YouTube, you may not be aware of the uh, phenomena going on right now. Uh, a while back, maybe I'd say a year, perhaps two, actually, the first hacking off at the knees of YouTube creators' income occurred when it was uh, associated with ads that were being placed on some channels that were much less than delightful to the folks who uh, bought the time. In other words, the makers of something like Flab Soap didn't want its product aligned with some racist goat-fondling organization or maybe the first church of the squeezed pizza. Kind of dig those guys, though. Well, they are heavenly. 
Thank you. Feel better now? Much. Fabulous. <laughs> A little cat fancy here from number 119. Lots of. Those two. You know, I, be honest with you though, I'm more. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm actually more concerned with that dude who walks his rather uh, mangy-looking cat every morning. I mean, again, this morning. I, what the hell's up with that guy? From number 117, Disruptor, an interview with Portland's own Una Piper. And it's true. This is a this is a good example of if you had not created this character, someone probably would have tried badly to do it and probably succeeded at doing it badly. What was the the uh, inspiration for this character? You know, I don't know that there was like a single thread of inspiration. It was more of an evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I was learning the pipes. Uh, Free free lessons, I should add. You know, I just saw an advertisement for free bagpipe lessons, and I was doing that uh, when I found a unicycle in a dumpster. Wow. Um, with no intent to put them together, but I thought it would be fun to ride the unicycle, so I started to learn to do that. And then, um, I guess, having those skills, it was eventually... Uh, ordained that uh it should happen at the same time and then from there it just kind of took off you know i just started adding different elements of my personality working it into this thing and uh you know being a star wars fan i learned to play star wars on the bagpipes and um then i started adding costumes and at one point somebody was watching me uh play and came up afterwards and was like that's impressive you know everything but uh where's the fire and i was like all right that's (laughs) I see where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, it, it, I, I think what is is uh, utterly amazing, and, and we will have uh, links in the show notes to some videos that I can honestly say have gone way beyond viral. I think they're a contagion at this point. They're really quite amazing to see. The audio medium does not do your service justice. I just want to, and I do think of it as a public service. Uh, it doesn't do it as uh, justice. You really have to see it. So- Hopefully, uh, you will click on those links, friends, and uh, see what we're talking about here. But was was becoming a, a mascot to the city of Portland on your bucket list, <laughs> or was that, or did that sort of just evolve? No, it, like I said, the whole thing was an evolution, and I was what was you know getting me and keeping me out on the streets doing this to start with was just uh, mostly that it was a lot of fun um, yeah. and it's great exercise, and uh, it, it was a really fun way for me to do the things that I was into anyways. You know, I'd be riding a cycle or I'd be playing my bagpipes. Hey, if I can do them at the same time, uh, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> and people responded uh, very positively. Um, you know, 99.9% of the people I would blow past on the street just kind of turned their head and had a smile on their face. And when you have that kind of power, you know, how can you not keep going? Yeah, yeah. Now, now you owe it to the city. Uh, <laughs> as I was researching for this interview, I came across a couple of very interesting uh, clips. One of them in particular is why I say that what you do is a public service. Uh, this goes back to the Starlight Parade of <laughs> 2018, where, uh, and we'll, we'll link to this, but uh, there was a, a, a series of uh, 
street preachers, I think, who were trying their best to uh, get the word out. And uh, thankfully, uh, the Unipiper was there in full regalia, and uh, it was amazing. With the humble. All the pride of man will be humble. The lot of men will be bowed down. The Lord alone will be exalted on that day. And he's exalted. He alone is worthy of praise. He'll be out in righteousness. He will give, when we worship, we worship God in spirit and truth. We give glory to God. We, we exalt Christ with the timbrels and the pipes and the instruments of ten strings and the clashing cymbals. We praise the Lord. Have you ever encountered a situation like that where it got <laughs> a little out of hand perhaps uh, maybe the people didn't appreciate the uh, the humor involved no um that was probably the the uh most intense anything like that has gotten uh, fortunately um in that particular situation you know nobody wanted to hear what those people had to say i mean <laughs> most people don't anytime but you know in a situation <laughs> like that where everyone is just out to have a, a good time and celebrate Portland and, and uh, the Starlight Parade, uh, that was just a, a disservice. And so I just sprung to action, uh, spur of the moment, and and tried drowning them out with, uh, you know, something I thought that I had that may be louder than what they had. Um, <laughs> and uh, it created a, a scene, and I think the, the message was loud and clear, and eventually they, they walked off. They did. And, and, you know, what's very interesting about that clip is that you're not amplified, it's right. just coming out of the bag. <laughs> These guys had speakers and they were shouting into a microphone and it was just really obnoxious. Yeah, there is one volume setting on the bagpipes. <laughs> 11. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. From the number 114, Binary Ethics, here's Timo's World. Donut, make my brown eyes blue. It's Timo's World. goes nuts for donuts and decides to try his hand at homemade. Will he half-ass it or whole-ass it?
Jesus. That's the last time I go out drinking with goddamn arson bit snatcher. Man. Never. Ever again. Oh, man. Bloody Mary's made out of vodka and SpaghettiOs was not a good move. Oh, crap. I lose my wallet again. What the? Oh, well, what do we have here? <laughs> oh, man. Just what old Milt needs. Oh, yeah. Now that's what Daddy needed. Oh, yeah. Little hair of the aardvark. Oh, man. Feeling more like myself now than I did when I first got here. I think. Damn. I could really go for some donuts. Yeah, donuts. Wish we had some donuts around here. You know... Donuts would hit the spot right about now. Maybe Mark bought donuts. I sure like donuts. Donuts. Morning, milk. Oh, good morning, Timo. What you got there? Donuts. Shit, bro. Seriously. Donuts? Oh, man. <laughs> Timo milk donuts. No. <laughs> dude, 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 please, please, please. Jump quieter. I'm nursing a Buick-sized hangover, bro. Dude, I'd give $5,000 for a donut right now. You're a lifesaver, amigo. Thanks. I don't suppose you have any, uh, powdered aspirin donuts in there, do you? Mm hmm? Nothing, man. Nothing. Timo, what do you need? Hmm. Well, I, I hate to tell you, bro, but these aren't donuts. Timo, you do need. Well, technically, they aren't donuts. See here? Uh, there's no holes, bro. Donuts have holes. Yeah, man. Holes. Real donuts have holes. See, these, you see, they, they uh, don't have holes. So, uh... No, wait! I'm sorry, Paul. I'm really sorry. Quiet! Quiet! Holes don't matter. I hate holes. Uh, holes suck. Drop some fucking loser. No, 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 not the microwave. Donuts don't have holes. Sweet Jesus! Donuts don't have holes! Timo, put the obligatory break room giant plastic jar of Twizzlers down and wow, wait, whoa! Not the coffee maker! No! Now the GOP is a pack of out-of-touch hate monsters! Oh, the humanity! <laughs> 
Mr. Keynes. Ready for another great show today, huh? Jeez. Oh. Say, where's the uh, refrigerator? Oh, it's probably across the street. Uh. Ooh, do I smell donuts? From 126, Puff and Puzzle. Come on, man. I, I, I'm like sitting on pins and needles here, man. What What's the, the, the street change thing? <laughs> you know, that's kind of interesting because I'm sitting on Pez and Neckos for some reason. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. Uh, oh, I, well, this... This is choice, and uh, thanks to our dear friend and uh, frequent uh, contributor to Fusebox, Jody Lormer, for sending me this bit. So it appears, friends, that there is a petition floating around right now in, uh, and I guess the state of New York only, not sure, but uh, it would make sense. There is a move here to get a section of Fifth Avenue renamed after former President Barack Obama. Really? Sounds like a no-brainer to me. Well, it's a bit more ironic than that, Mr. Keynes. <laughs> you see, the a stretch of Fifth Avenue they propose to rename includes Trump Tower among the edifices on that pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> oh, seriously, seriously. They have about 80,000 signatures so far. So if this goes through... Trump Tower's address will now be 725 President Barack Obama Avenue. <laughs> oh, please grant us this, oh, holy street gods. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, the irony is, of course, delicious. Not sure if this is up for a, a, a general vote, though. Pro probably not. Hell, they'd have so many names that it would have to be continued on a separate petition. <laughs> Join the expectant crowd growing now. Oh, he'd, he'd probably move the building. Nice, nice, yeah. Hard to do from prison, though. Sorry, sorry. That was rude and insensitive. I apologize. I forgot the piano. I think that just about covers it. From 127, Psycho Relic Ganja. With all the oddball stuff coming from uh, the orange guy of late, particularly the uh, on-again, off-again stance in terms of uh, foreign policy, it uh, inspired a notion uh, regarding another guy in charge once, a captain who at one point assembled the entire crew of a naval battleship in the wee hours of the morning to, quote, get to the bottom, end quote, of the alleged... Missing strawberries that he was sure were eaten by a crew member without his consent. 
As a matter of actual fact, wasn't this whole fuss over a quart of strawberries? The pilfering of food in large amounts or small is one of the most serious occurrences on board ship. Yes, but didn't you learn the mess boys had eaten the strawberries and that you were conducting a search for an imaginary key? I repeat, the key was not imaginary. And I don't know anything about mess boys eating strawberries. Captain, have you no recollection of a conversation with an Ensign Harding just prior to his leaving the cane? What about it? Well, didn't Ensign Harding tell you that the mess boys ate the strawberries? That right there was from 1954's Cane Mutiny, starring Humphrey Bogart. In a scene there with the, the great Jose Ferrer, taken from Herman Woke's book that uh, was based on actual situations he had uh, experienced as a naval officer. And uh, I think he got a Pulitzer out of that one, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the one where uh, Bogart's character... Captain Queeg? Yeah, Queeg. Doesn't he have these, like, uh, metal ball bearings or something that he's uh, always messing with all the time? The same, yeah. In times of stress, he jostles these metal balls, which uh, for Queeg is uh, pretty much all the time. Uh, but it really was a, an interesting character quirk. I mean, that guy had to be real. Must have been based on someone that uh, Woke observed in his tenure as a naval officer. So that's when you broke out the hookah and it all went paisley? Uh, sort of. It's from 128. Jive Machine. And uh, speaking of jive machines made flesh, there's this. The bulb that we're being forced to use, number one to me, most importantly, the light's no good. I always look orange. Hate to say it, man, but it ain't the bulb. You know, and I gotta say, just to give the guy as much benefit of doubt as I've got left for him, I conducted a very informal test around here just to see if uh, the orange guy was correct regarding LED bulbs and uh, any curious hue it might be creating in the subjects. And, uh, yeah, it's not happening. Well, I, I can't find it. E- even an orange looked, well, the same. It wasn't more orange or pink or black or anything. So no color alteration of any kind was found here. Not a zip. Yeah, he always looks like he spent way too long in one of those cheap tanning booths. I can't figure it out. And Well, hell, even Eco and Milo, the uh, Japanese pocket squirrels, they couldn't find a difference at all. And uh, they, on the other hand, had done some exhaustive research. Let me tell you. Squid. Yeah, nothing. Fusebox. It's the show for everybody. Uh, But not everybody will like it. (laughs) You got that right. And for the last damn time, that ice ain't gonna go get itself, fat man. 
And that will do it for another year, folks. Milt and I are uh, sorry we couldn't do the show in person, but we hope you enjoyed this year's clip show and the truly stellar, if not undoubtedly questionable job from uh, two of our favorite guest hosts, Santa and Mrs. Claus, both of whom we thank from the bottoms of our spleen. Uh, Milt is currently into his uh, second hour of a three-hour seaweed wrap, so uh, on his behalf, I would like to thank the following personages for making uh, this past year grand and, of course, glorious. Carol Adams, Rob Askew, Kelly Baker, Ami Binford, Levi Buchanan, Aaron Dowd, Laura Dine, Devin James, Eric Jurda, Brian the Unipiper Kid, Stuart Krug, Mike LeBron, Nico Lane, Aaron Lane, Fernande Nende Lemur, Jody Lorimer, Sabra May, Gerald McQuinn, Bruce Miles, Eden Neuendorf, Eric Newsom, Frank Edward Nora, Christopher Neal and the Port of Portland, Lawrence Overmeyer, Trista Perez, Noel Snow, and Joshua Willis. You know, let's all hope that uh, we're closer to the end than the beginning of the hot, steaming, orange pile of crap that occupied and preoccupied our every waking moment in 2019. Because, folks, we're in dire need of reclaiming our dignity and our common sense as a country and as a people. We're so much better than what we've shown each other and the world. We really must evolve, folks. So on behalf of Milt Keynes, Jeff Pollard, and myself, have the happiest of holidays and until our next cartoon. Thank you.